0: Hey, BU fam, and
1: welcome to The Rena room This show will serve all you beautiful souls
0: seeking truth, love, community, and realness. Journey with us into a world of ups, downs, and authenticity as we pool our holistic wisdom to give tips and tools for navigating through chaos and embracing change. We want to help you get clear about your authentic path and how to thrive in your everyday life. Hello,
1: everyone. Well, that was really chill. I know. It's because I listened to our last week, and it was just like a lot. I was like,
0: welcome <laughs> to the red-o.
1: And I was like, Rana.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're channeling the air, Gemini. Yeah, now it's cancer. We're in cancer. the water season. Welcome to cancer season all
1: about self-care, indulging, mm-hmm. comfort, the home,
0: intuition. intuition, oh my goodness, Dwight made me a little treasure map oh, when I got home, Dwight. it was so cute, no one's oh. ever done a treasure hunt for me before, and so funny because I made one for you, yeah. and I made one for Taylor for Father's <laughs> Day, oh or, cute. I forgot to tell you that, yeah. yeah, and then he goes, and yeah, I get home and he's like, hey mom, I made you a little treasure hunt, and he oh, drew like God. the house, and like the little... Oh. The little steps of where I had to go. The B was for the back. The H was for the home. And then there was the end prize. You know what it was? What? It was in my school bag. So I looked in my school bag and there was nothing there. Uh And I look at him and he's like, It's a hug. And he (gasps) gives me a hug and I'm almost in tears. I'm like, That's the best surprise and hug (laughs) ever. (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dwight, all about the journey, right? Right.
0: Totally. a little gem. We want to do a shout out oh, yes. at the beginning this time. At the beginning. To our beautiful Jenny and Carrie. In our BU Movement community. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. To we'll be able
1: to see this live video. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast and you're like... What are they commenting on their new decor? Oh, yeah. We redesigned
0: no, the space. We redesigned the space. No booby wall yet, but that's a work in progress. Yeah.
1: Last week, we were really gung ho for the booby wall. And then we looked at the pricing. <laughs> and we were like, maybe we can just draw boobies yeah. instead of buying wallpaper. <laughs> it's like $500 so, later. Yeah.
0: Right. So we're working on we're it. We're working on it. But we
1: got a nice little dream
0: catcher boho yeah. thing. Feminine can... energy in yep, here, just right? Just imagine it. Yep. And then we always get set up for the podcast. Let's yeah. first talk about we literally talked. I got here at 10:30. We got our beautiful smoothie and yep. coffee from Blends, right? Yeah. That's our go-to spot. Yeah. And then we sit on the floor and we chat. And this is a weekly process. It this is. is how
1: Okay, when mm-hmm. we were let's
0: back up the truck. When
1: we were like can uh, we, no. can, <laughs>
0: Beep, beep, Oh, that's bing. the word <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to slam on the brakes because I'm going to hit something. Uh-uh. Crazy driver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK. When we were <laughs> when we were planning the podcast, we were like, everything was telling us, oh, you got to like plan your episodes, like a story, like pre-plan. And we just don't flow that way. No. So and we wanted to make this as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. So we decided every Wednesday when we get together Let's just fucking talk about what's going on with us. And then we can speak from a place of like pure authenticity. Here's what's going on. And we're going to be raw and real about it. Mm.
0: So we got here this morning Mm -hmm. for two hours. Yeah. Well, what time is it? It's almost one. (laughs) So two and a half hours of... we sat down That's and that. chatted through your experiences, my experiences, but then it's a p- whole process. Cause then I'm yeah. getting my phone out after we've talked right yeah. organically. Then I get my phone out and then we actually write down the key top five points. Yes. Sometimes it's 10 <laughs> and then we're like, what's the higher perspective here? What's the general mm-hmm. subject? And then we got to break it down into functional pieces, which takes, sometimes quite a little bit because because today we're really going to go deep into different things and we have to like it's like a puzzle piece we have to like put all these pieces together yes but then it makes sense it flows and you get the
1: this end product and I feel like it's also really healing for us it is because we get to kind of be both like the therapist pies and the therapist you know what I mean like we get to both like be like here's everything on the table Mm -hmm. now we like not only help each other through it but talking about it we like help ourselves through it yes and then being able to like have this thing that we can share with people to maybe like hope that it's relatable in a way that they can kind of grab something from it if that's
0: healing in itself as well it's so magical
1: that's a process
0: I just blew fairy dust (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All these guided meditations I'm doing in the morning In our BU movement community Only $11, $11 A month <laughs> We both did at the same time, sorry I got excited
1: Do the HST? Oh, it is. That's my favorite part
0: Plus HST Which only comes to $12.63 ah, ah. And I double checked It is $0.63 Okay, the $0.63 cents. Is my
1: favorite Depends. part
0: Yeah, I know, right? Depends. And bless Nathan's soul oh, we yeah. were you know we were talking about how you know this podcast we just love doing it. we're creating yeah. it from the soul. we love hanging out with each other mm-hmm. like we were just discussing yeah. But then it's like we love our podcast. We re-listen to our podcast and learn even more about ourselves. And then yeah. there's these vulnerable hangovers we have. Like, there's, <laughs> there's a lot happening behind there's the scenes, so okay? Much. So much. But then we're like, we love it so much, but we don't know how everyone is loving it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because yeah. we're creating from our soul. But we wanted that authentic validation. Yeah. And, and bless Nathan.
1: And really oh. like to understand like how other people are receiving yes. it because it's one thing for us to kind of be in the experience and it's like okay, well yeah we know what we want to say but we also have all of the background processes in our head and so to understand like get a different perspective especially from like nathan who doesn't really listen he listens to like
0: only murder and cult podcast oh my goodness and he's your husband just for people who are just tuning in who's nathan you know (laughs) he's not the guy in the basement he's literally (laughs) brianna's husband (laughs) yeah and so what was it yesterday
1: yesterday i think he was like Wow, you know, I was listening. I made it through like all of your podcasts. Well, let me say first of all, he says you talk about me a lot, smiley face, <laughs> like just a classic Gemini, like just like spotlight yeah. loves it because
0: he you just in love with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's
1: so jazz. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, like that's we talk about our life, yeah. um, and then he was like, no, I think it's like really good though, and he just kind of said that he likes how. Not only is do we kind of really go deep into subjects, but then we kind of pull it back and make it light and funny. And I was just really concerned because like when I listen to it back, it's like, yes, I know what we're talking about. I know what we're going to say. But like I said, I don't know how people are going to receive it. And I also wonder if people want us to get more to the point like sometimes I'm like
0: oh god were we rambling (laughs) well and then we also say that like the universe and the wisdom source whatever you want to call it takes us over because we're in flow state when we're doing this so we half the time don't remember even (laughs) what we said 100 (laughs) percent. so it's like we're listening to it like from a whole new level and then there's this piece of judgment that you have upon yourself too right so Ugh. thank you for the feedback nathan we'd love to hear from you too if your feedback and what your perspective is and if you want to learn anything from us as much as we share yeah. from life experience we want to make sure we cultivate this community on the renner room yeah. where you're able to ask questions and we can address it so that we can definitely. deep dive together as a collective definitely and you can email us
1: go to our website yeah b letter b you movement Mm -hmm. and you can shoot us an email there Mm -hmm. and uh, any questions
0: or just like dm us hit us up on insta yeah we're here we've got a new instagram account new oh yeah yeah we gotta we gotta get on that marketing (laughs) but today (laughs) brianna what are we talking about we're talking about independence yeah in a relationship How to find your independence in any relationship. But you you got it. You just went to the point. See? It's getting (laughs) good summarizing here. You had like a really eloquent title.
1: Yeah. And I was like, oh God. (laughs) Yeah. As we were putting, so if you're listening to our podcast, we record videos to go Uh on the BU movement group so people can watch the videos if you're watching. Shout out,
0: (laughs) Nathan. How do you you know it's Nathan? Oh, I know my glasses. Oh, we were just shouting
1: them out, too. We love you. We love you right back. Um, And so we have to put a title every time we do the. (laughs) I forgot about that. When we go live in our group so you can see the video, (laughs) we have to put a title. And so what we do every time is we get all centered. We get our mics good to go. We get our chairs pointed in the right direction. And then we have to hit record, except We're so far away from the keyboard that we can't put in a title. So here we are. (laughs) I'm on the left side. I'm on the right, and we're literally we split the keyboard in half.
0: we're trying together.
1: to type. I got all the letters on the left side. She's got all the letters on the right. And that was like <laughs> such a brain fuck. It, it was. was like,
0: oh, God. Shift. I'll shift. No, you shift. <laughs> and it's great because at least Brand is left-handed yeah, and sure. I'm right-handed. Yeah. So it worked out good. Yeah. But at some points, I would try to go for the I or the yeah. R and then mm. we're like, what word are we spelling yeah. again? But we did Everything. really good. I'm yeah. very proud of I'm ourselves. very proud of us, too. Yeah. Just flowing
1: together Just, yeah. in this cancer sea.
0: Ooh. <laughs> the waters. So we talk a lot about any relationship rather it's a partner a friendship or mm-hmm. even in business right Definitely. any type of relationship you have with anyone what we've noticed is that sometimes we cultivate this codependency mm-hmm. and you know the saying it takes two to tango mm-hmm. right there is the controller which is also the enabler mm-hmm. and then there's the controlled mm-hmm. with which is also the enabled, yes. right? So there's these two components and it stems back, like we've talked about, this mask that we wear, this armor that we put on to protect ourselves as a child because there's a lot of moving pieces. There may be pain or trauma that we weren't able to process. So we had to protect ourselves in a mm-hmm. form of controlling or in the form of being controlled, yes. right? So, And
1: really, so as we talk about, there's yeah. two roles that mm-hmm. you might be playing. And I love that when we were talking about it, we really identified that you can also switch these roles. You can be the controlled or you can be the controller depending on the different situation. And really from a higher perspective, I also love that we pulled out this aspect of um, the fear, usually of abandonment, Mm -hmm. the fear of, okay, if you're the controller, then you have this fear that if you you know let go and you know you try and lean on someone maybe they won't be there yeah and so you've got to protect yourself and you've got to be there for you and you've got to control the situation around you because that's a form of kind of dealing with the fear yeah right and if you are the enabled or the one that's being controlled Mm -hmm. there's also this fear of abandonment and this fear of What if
0: I take more on, and I can't do it, and then they leave? Yes, or I stand in my power, and they don't like that. They don't like that. Because they are used to being in the power, Mm -hmm. right? And we're afraid, and when we are being controlled, to rock the boat Mm -hmm. because every time we rock the boat as a child there was abuse involved whether it was emotional or physical Mm. there's a lot of layers to that so it reminds us that we're this inner child in adult bodies and we forget the power behind stepping into our empowerment but like you said there's this vicious cycle of being scared because now we don't know if this person's going to join us on this journey and then we might be abandoned which reminds us of all the inner child thing that we've experienced so sometimes we could get stuck in that loop and this is the unhealthy perspective Mm -hmm. of
1: codependence yes because there there has to be a level a healthy level of codependence Mm -hmm. in any relationship you need to be able to lean on that person yeah and you need to be able to receive help Mm. in certain situations but then it it gets unhealthy and in in the sense of like unhealthy codependence when you're not standing in your power and in either one of those roles. Mm -hmm. So when you're not standing in your power and saying, you need to let me drive. You need to get out of the driver's seat and trust that I know how to get us where we're going. Mm. Or when you're not standing in your power and saying, get the hell in the driver's seat. I need a break and I need to trust that you're going to get us
0: where we're going. It goes. In both senses of the, of the kind of codependency word right I love that and then the codependency begins to transform into what's called interdependency mm-hmm. where you both become independent you find your independence in the relationship but you also work together to lean on each other yes. in a respectful in an open as you communicate because I think it's really important for us to do this as a team but not get lost in the codependency 100%. so once we identify Identify what role we play, rather it's being the controlled or the controller yeah. in XYZ relationship, right? Or XYZ situation. Yeah. That's sometimes hard for us to face. We don't like to look at ourselves in the mirror. So it takes a lot of, I would say, open-heartedness, mm. right? To And this level of vulnerability and this level of just extra gentle and patience with yourself, because when we start to face this, we can be our own worst critic. Mm -hmm. So knowing that this is not a place of judgment, that Mm -hmm. you can look at yourself and be like, whoa, in this relationship, I'm really trying to control and I'm really micromanaging and I am taking away the other person's power and recreating that cycle. So how is that person supposed to be independent if I'm always stripping that away from that person? And if
1: you judge yourself for being in that role, then it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not able to with clear glasses, look at the perspective with, look at the situation with the perspective of love, Mm. love for yourself, of this is a beautiful thing that I'm recognizing that i'm being really controlling and that it is coming from a place of fear usually from your inner child from different things maybe roles that you had to play as a child Mm -hmm. or maybe roles that you were put in or maybe just roles you observed as a child and we replay out these roles And again, to observe this, to recognize it, and then to process it both intellectually and emotionally is a really beautiful thing. And you're setting yourself up for evolution and you're setting Mm. yourself up for much more of an enriched relationship with yourself and with whoever, whether it's your partner, whether it's your coworker, whether it's whatever other relationship that you might be, either again, being the controller or being the one controlled. Mm. So don't shame yourself for recognizing whoa, I am really controlling in this relationship. And also don't shame yourself for being like, wow, Mm -hmm. I'm really being controlled. Resist this perspective of, well, I'm a victim now Mm -hmm. in either situation. And then that'll set you up to be able to process
0: that again, intellectually and emotionally in order to work through it. Mm, Because processing has so many layers. And that's where we broke it down like Brianna was saying, it's one thing to. We're still we're still going. Oh, so still talk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I panicked. I stopped. I was like, "Do we stop?" It's one thing to process intellectually, yeah, right, and to process intellectually, our brain is a very powerful tool. It's very beautiful for us to create what's called the brain and heart harmony, right, mm. where they work hand in hand together. Oh, really? But the first step is to start to communicate this piece and to start realizing from an intellectual process oh my goodness, this is what's happening. This is what I'm contributing to this and just talking yourself through that process or talking to your partner and being open about that. Yeah. And then the second part and this can be interchanged but is the emotional component is like how do you process that emotionally? Like when you are being triggered in the moment realizing holy crap like I am the one being controlled. Yes. And you need to speak your truth and you you need to stand in your power. That's very difficult. That's very emotional. So it may bring up this your body reacting in fight or flight your nervous system might kick in you might start to cry and not want to do that so there's these both layers of processing it in your mind but then also feeling your way through it and embodying it to truly release it and let it go in your own divine time but there's this both kind of roles that we have to not roles but this both types of processing that we have Mm -hmm. to do And it's not a one-time thing. This is what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. It's rinse and repeat like a Rubik's Cube where there's different angles and different areas in our lives that we have to be triggered in and we have to process and move through this in order to truly kind of rise above it and release the anchor that we have from our inner child of that pain or of that trauma. It takes time. Definitely.
1: And I think that's such an important part to kind of recognize that okay so step one understanding your role you recognize i'm either the controller or i am being controlled and then step two is to really say okay how do we move through this Mm. and you might again move through it intellectually and say or kind of more of that logical like well how did i let this happen Mm -hmm. or you might want to kind of egoistically bulldoze through and say well enough is enough um but when you add in the emotional aspect of it, when you are able to add in that higher perspective of, I'm going to give myself permission to feel my feels before I act out of kind of intellect or logic. Yes. Then you're really setting yourself up for kind of seeing the higher picture and really healing through it as opposed to bulldozing through it.
0: I love that. And I I talked about that in... Um, I think it was in our beauty session yesterday morning in our B movement community where it's like, um, don't take action from reaction. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where you need to create healthy boundaries as a person that's being controlled in order to process. Yeah. Because if somebody's always controlling you and you need that space, right? Mm -hmm. And so you need to create these healthy boundaries and communicate that so that you can process in your own terms without being triggered. Because if you're trying to process because the person that's controlling you is being triggered, there's a lot of layers that happen. And on the other side, the controller, you need to make sure you give that person space to process. So it's a two-way street. right depending on what end of the spectrum you are at and i really want to give an
1: example but i think it's important to kind of finish off with that last piece of not only are you kind of understanding your role and then you're processing it but then there's this period of allowance So no matter what, no matter who, what role you're playing, whether you are being controlled and you're, you know, this action where I'm going to say, okay, like I said, with the kind of driving aspect of it, you know, I am going, you need to move over. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get in the driving seat. That is the action that you're taking. Or whether you're the controller and you're saying, okay, enough is enough. You need to drive there's this piece of like vulnerable acceptance Mm. of that and allowing the other person to do the work. So you're allowing the other person, if you're the one that's you recognize I'm being really controlling, you have to stand in your power to say, I need to be able to lean on you, but then you have to let go and say, okay, I'm going to lean. I'm going to trust that you're going to be there. And again, in the other situation, if you feel like you're being controlled, you need to take action and say, hey, you need to move over. I need to drive. But then you have to feel confident and empowered enough to actually say, I can do this mm. and actually get get where you're going to go. You mm. know what I mean? Yes, I love that. So I really wanted to kind of like use an example of, you know, over this past weekend, really, you know, and if you've been following through the episodes, we've talked about this. You know Nathan has this ulcer and I'm really trying you know as a nutritionist I'm trying not to micromanage but also it's a big stress situation so I'm trying to not micromanage in terms of here's how you should be dealing with your stress yeah but also not micromanage in terms of like here's exactly what you should be eating Mm -hmm. and when you should be eating it so really playing with the boundaries of being supportive and helping when asked but not micromanaging So just like you were talking about this idea or not idea, but this kind of aspect of me needing to let go more comes in my head. I think this is the work. Okay, cool. I'm going to use all of the tools that I have and I'm going to be really aware of, hey, let's recognize when I am micromanaging and back off and just trust that, you know, he's got it. Yeah. So I'm doing all of this work. And then, just like you said, the universe doesn't just say, oh, good, you got it. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> it's like, okay, that idea of the Rubik's Cube, you got one side. Now yeah. let's move on to the next yeah. side. Let's look at it from a different perspective. Mm. And so that we can understand all the different angles and aspects to really move through it and mm. learn through it. Right. So another angle of the Rubik's Cube coming in hot. I'm I'm really, you know, trying to let go, but I'm doing it really intellectually. Mm -hmm. I'm not using that emotional processing yet. Mm. So I'm recognizing that um, I'm not micromanaging in terms of do this, do that. But I'm saying, okay, it's almost like I was like trying to cheat. I was like, but if I just put a lot of other things in my backpack without really telling him, like I will, you know, try and make all of these snacks that he can have and i will take on more of the housework because i want him to be less stressed and i will try and be there um, as a like i will not try and micromanage his stress but i just won't put my stress on him Mm. so without realizing it i'm doing the same thing just in a different way wow So I keep holding things in, not talking to him about things, not talking about my stress, which is a way that I process. So I'm really hurting myself Mm. in not leaning on him in that sense. And again, like I said, every time he says, do you need something? I say, I got it. I'm good. So just another version of micromanaging. I'm just taking it on more of myself rather than, you know, that external version of of trying to micromanage him. I'm trying to micromanage me so that I can help him Mm -hmm. so that he takes on less. And so it gets to this point on the weekend and I'm just, I'm just feeling because I'm so intellectual in my brain and I'm not feeling emotionally, I'm not processing emotionally i was even saying to my friend kelsey yesterday i was like i feel like i'm on antidepressants Mm. because i'm not emotionally allowing myself to process Mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. i'm feeling i don't feel anything yes i can recognize logically that i have a lot on my plate and i'm i am feeling burnt out but i'm not emotionally letting myself feeling to feel that yeah so i'm just kind of like I don't really care. I don't really have the time to move through that emotionally, but I recognize it. And so all of these things are piling and building and building. Mm. And, you know, we come out of lockdown and then there's that energetic shift, but I'm not letting myself feel it. Because if I felt it, I'd have to talk to Nate about it. Mm. And if I talk to Nate about it, I might overwhelm him. Mm. And then I don't trust that he's strong enough to handle that. Oof. So I'm just in my head with all of this. And I'm just, I keep saying to myself, It's fine. I've got it. Again, intellectually telling myself these things, but not emotionally feeling it. And so I'm trying to, you know, cancer season, I'm trying to be very gentle with myself and I'm trying to ask myself what I need. But if you're not getting to the root of the problem, so emotionally, what I need to do is talk about it and deal with it. So you can do all of the self-care logical things. You can have baths and you can, you know, use all of these tools that might work when you're actually dealing with your shit. Mm -hmm. None of that is working and i'm thinking to myself i took a day off and i really tried to you know be really gentle with my productivity just you know it's fine we're fine i listened to meditations but i wasn't letting myself go deep Mm. and so i was really being um i just wasn't getting to the root of the problem right and again wasn't going on that emotional level just staying on the logical surface yeah so of course all this is gonna bubble over and i'm gonna explode and so it was like the most you know when when you get explosions it's usually like oh you like stub your pinky toe on something and all of a sudden you're like on the floor Mm -hmm. having a meltdown Mm -hmm. so i just started being really over it was like something super not not like a big deal and all of a sudden i just felt myself not being okay and then in my logical mind so i'm literally thinking to myself you're fine why why do you feel emotional right now and i'm you know so nate's beside me and he's just like on his phone and logically i'm saying Brianna, just say you're not okay right now but again i'm not letting myself be emotional so i'm sitting there just telling myself but you're fine but nothing happened but why are you feeling this and all of a sudden you know nate starts talking about something and so i'm trying to focus but i'm also having a conversation with myself in my head because it's but we're bubbling over at this mm. point so my brain is screaming you're fine and then you're not okay and then you're fine but i'm also trying to be in the conversation and listen to what he's saying and and kind of engage in that conversation yeah and so finally i'm just like i just like and this happens when you don't allow yourself to emotionally move through and you're in your logical brain. I'm literally just staring straight ahead and just tears are like falling Mm. out of my face. And again, I'm not letting myself go there. So I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm okay. And Nate's like, whoa, what's, what's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, I, I don't think so. (laughs) And It's like, I'm not allowing it to register. Mm -hmm. So just these tears are like falling out of my face and I'm like, I don't think I can stop this. I don't think I'm okay. And so we talk about it and I really kind of and I'm I'm finally allowing myself to express yeah. this. And I'm, you know, I just have the hear this voice in my head that says just ex- just say it. And so I go, "I'm really not okay. I need to have a breakdown right now, but I need to trust that you're strong enough to handle this." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, yeah." Like, go ahead. And I really realized that, again, so I let all, I start talking about everything that's just kind of has been happening over the last two weeks. And I'm allowing myself to, um, what's the word? Like, without, um like just be really vulnerable without guard yeah without holding back just without putting it all on the table thank you yeah Yeah. here's what's been going on i've been trying to be really logical about it clearly that's not working Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm okay and here's what i think that i need Mm -hmm. so we work through it and it felt really good to be able to just stand in my power like i said and say here's what i need Mm -hmm. But I'm also recognizing that it's really scary. And again, I'm thinking logically, why is this scary for you? And really digging deeper into it, there's this idea of, well, what if he can't be there? Yeah. What if I'm hurting him by putting more on his shoulders? Mm. And so, again, I'm trying to be more in my emotions, so I, I express that. I'm letting you know. I say that to him. I I'm really worried. I feel like I'm I'm burdening you. I know that, you know, there's a lot going on in the pandemic with everything going on, and I don't want to put more on your shoulders. Yes. And he's like, "I'm pretty sure you have a lot on your shoulders right now. You need to trust that like I got this. You Ooh. can lean on me." Ooh instant fear yeah i'm not used to that no i'm supposed to be the one that he goes to i'm supposed to be the one that has it figured out i'm supposed to be the one that says i got this it's like a superwoman syndrome yes that we, yeah that we have mm-hmm. and so we talk through it and i feel really good that i've like released this and instantly you feel right the, mm-hmm. the weight coming off your shoulders so this is the aspect of understanding that i am trying to bulldoze and softening being vulnerable Mm. and then now it's the piece of okay but i have to i have to trust that he's got it i have to trust that he's going to get us where we need to go he's in the driver's seat now and i just have to stop side seat driving and let him do it um so the next morning which would be this morning I'm in the car. I get everything, you know, pile the dogs in the car. I'm getting ready to come to the studio. And I get a text message just as I'm about to kind of like reverse out of the driveway. And Nate sends me a message that just says, you got this. It's going to be a great day. Don't let yourself go down that path. You're doing amazing. Mm. And I felt myself wanting to reply it's fine i'm fine how are you and instantly again it's that piece of like surrendering into allowing the in my case the receiving to happen to basically just say thank you i needed that rather than
0: no 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 how are you doing i'm not important and that's bypassing too on top of that right you're bypassing him saying he's yeah. here for you and then you're also bypassing yourself and you're like no no I don't even totally. want to let that in Ooh. Yeah, wow. so there's like two pieces so that's
1: like a different aspect a different situation of yeah. the same Rubik's Cube mm-hmm. it's like this the first aspect was really like the more obvious controlling that I was like oh my god I'm doing it again I need to step back and now this was like another piece another layer added to it of just like you said understanding not only am I hurting me but I'm not allowing him to step into his power and and be there for me which is just as detrimental as not not kind of standing in my power and saying i need you to handle this
0: thank you for sharing that story you pretty much enwrapped everything (laughs) that we wanted to say in that one story yeah so thank you for being vulnerable and opening up oh that was powerful (laughs) super powerful (sighs) Where do I lead from with that? <laughs> so I think what what Brianna to kind of um follow through with what she was saying is is the next step is we So we identify, obviously, for the controller or the controlled, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have this communication piece. You start opening up and you need to process it intellectually and emotionally, which Brianna explained so beautifully that it was like she was stopping herself from wanting to feel it in her body because she was trying to do it from the intellectual process and that's never gonna work, right? But you can use your intellectual mind to be like, it's okay, it's okay for you, give yourself permission to allow your body what it needs to do in this moment without having any reason. Yeah. And then from that point, as you're opening up and you explain what you need, then it's like, holy crap, I need, I'm need i being vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. So you took off the mask. You were butt naked. Totally. And you're just like, this is weird. This is raw. I'm not used to this, yeah. right? But you stood in your ground and you said, but this is the next step. This is what I need to do. You listened to your body and you yeah. opened up your heart. And then now there's this whole receiving component, Ooh. which is huge. And this is kind of the last piece is like, how do you receive that when you're so used to um, being the pillar or being the one to help right exactly. how do you kind of move through that process and there's different tools that we can utilize um, for this but like myself I think sharing this story will kind of blend in with yours mm-hmm. and um, myself same with you a superwoman syndrome super Mm -hmm. independent but also was this controlling person because I was scared to be vulnerable because I didn't want to be abandoned that was Mm -hmm. the core issue which was huge and if I stepped into my power what would that mean would that other person be able to stand their ground and would I be able to lean on that person are they Mm -hmm. capable of doing this inner work like there's so many moving pieces that you explain so beautifully so with my current partner um, Taylor what he's really teaching me is the emotional processing Mm. which is huge and it's foreign to me right it's been almost two years in July but it's been really foreign to me because every time that he wants to give me a hug and he wants to hold me when I'm crying Mm. that is so vulnerable for me and I've never had anyone really do that for me and so it's this Repellious energy right mm. that i'm just like but i don't even want you near me yeah. and at first when he's hugging me i had to explain that to him it's like i want you to hug me i know that's what i need that's i know that's the next step for me to be more vulnerable and open yeah. up my heart but at the same time there's this voice in my head and this my body's literally not wanting anything to do with it because i'm not used to it i'm not used to letting anyone in when i'm that vulnerable and i just want to kind of interrupt and
1: say i think
0: that is so powerful that
1: like Thank you for talking about that because I think so many people, you're able to recognize I'm repelling because I'm not used to letting that in and I'm going to choose to be vulnerable in this moment and admit that when I think there are so many people who take that on as an identity and just say, I don't need that. I don't like that. I'm just, I don't like touching. I don't like, and there's a difference between a boundary of here's what I recognize that I need versus this kind of crab shell. Of saying, you know, that scares me. So I'm just gonna say that I don't ever want that. Mm. But when really you're not, you're not embracing that. You're not allowing yourself to go there, and so you're closing yourself off to a whole world of like. So continue with your story, and yeah. I think it really proves like
0: the vulnerability and what that leads to, and the beautiful things that are unfold after that, yeah. right? But it's this leap of faith that we need to take, and we need to make sure that we trust this person 1,000 percent, and that that person and is also doing the work right and yes. that's what really helped the dynamics of this relationship mm. and before I continue with my story I just want to plug in here too the roles can be reversed whereas mm-hmm. if Taylor's kind of having this moment of you know where we argue and maybe there was some things that were said and I'm you know now triggered and now we had to create space And for him he doesn't want to talk so he wants to come up to me and he needs a hug and he's told me that prior Mm. he's told me that so we've had the communication piece I know that he needs a hug but in this moment I'm still triggered and I'm like I don't want to hug you I don't want to be vulnerable because I'm still mad at you yeah so it's this weirdness because the physical touch right especially through a hug is really helping you get out of your intellectual mind and into your body. So it's a very powerful tool, even if you resist on both ends. Mm -hmm. So you see how we were playing these both identities, the controlled and the controller. It was like, in one sense, I'm afraid to be vulnerable and open up Mm -hmm. when he's hugging me, but at the same time when roles are reversed and he needs that, I have this resentment sometimes or this anger and I stay stuck in that, right? But there's also this communication piece. So going back to my original story, so then when I, and vulnerable, and he's hugging me, and I'm letting it in, it's really important to sit in the discomfort. Mm. Because that's the only way you're going to move through it. But by creating that safe environment is key. If you're doing this with somebody that doesn't make you feel safe, then there's a whole other layer that comes to this. Mm -hmm. But you can take these little baby steps in these moments, and even if you say, okay, like that hug was enough, I need some space to breathe, Like communicate that. But just really pay attention to your body, and the more that you practice this, the more that it becomes easier and you and you stop intellectualizing it and now you move through that process even quicker Yes. which is another example that I'd like to share um, is that yesterday we went to go visit Taylor's uh, family who was in a car accident when he was 12 so he lost um, three brothers and a sister and a stepfather all in one go so it was like really traumatic for him Mm -hmm. and you know we wanted to bring Dwight to the cemetery it was the first time that we introduced Dwight to um, their graves and so we went there and it was, you know, a really emotional experience. And really? I had to be the pillar, right? Because yeah. in this moment, I knew that obviously Taylor was, it was something that he was processing and needed to move through. And needed to feel safe. And needed to feel safe. So I was like the strong masculine energy in that certain situation. Mm-hmm super sweet Dwight being in the cancer and we're cancer season yeah. literally took off his sunglasses went on his knees oh. did a little prayer for him and literally talked to every single person as we went from grave to grave oh to God. grave to grave and I'm just like here I am trying not to cry because <laughs> I'm like oh my goodness like <laughs> it was such a beautiful and profound experience wow. and so you know leaving that we ended up having to do groceries and you do a bunch of running around and I still haven't processed it because I was creating a safe place for, you know, Taylor and for Dwight to process Mm. what they needed to process. And so coming home, um, I just felt very agitated. Mm. I felt like, really like, it's almost like the way I can explain it, it was like, I wouldn't say cramps in my stomach, but like this energy in my stomach that needed to be repelled or released, sorry. Wow. And I didn't know what to do about it. Like mm-hmm. you, I was like, maybe I could go for a run. Yeah. Maybe I could do this, all external things. And yes. my body's like, no, no, no. And I've and I've practiced this over the past few months, right? Of being vulnerable and being in my body instead of intellectualizing it. Yeah. So even Taylor recognized that and he's like, you go need to go in the room and just and just be by yourself. Go yeah. for I want to resist it. I was like, no, I need to run. And yeah. I was putting the chairs away. He's like, stop. <laughs> He's like, stop. He's like, go to your room. And I was mm. like, and I know that's what I needed, but I was yeah. resisting it again, right? Wanting yeah. to bypass it. Totally went into my room. Literally had to be on the floor like a little kid. Was holding my ears, right, and moving back and forth as I cried. Mm-hmm. And this for me, I could see my intellectual brain going. You know, but was this about the 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 cemetery part? And, you know, why didn't mm-hmm. you cry then? And like, I'm analyzing the shit out of it. Totally. And so what I did in that moment, I was like, I don't need to know why. I'm just going to cry. I don't need to know why. I'm just going to mm-hmm. em- embrace my body and the why will come afterwards. Yeah. Right? So I just totally released wow. in that moment. And I had a beautiful cry for five, ten minutes. And then afterwards... I was ready for the hug. I was like, mm-hmm. so I walked out of the room. Dwight was painting and uh, Taylor was there. And I was like, guys, can I just have a hug? Mm-hmm. And then we had a beautiful family hug. And then Taylor likes to pick me up as if I'm a little child. Right. Mm-hmm. And he literally sways with me mm-hmm. as like he doesn't say a word. He just yeah. honors me where I'm at. And that's what I need in those moments is mm-hmm. we don't need to talk about it in yeah. that moment. If something has to be talked talk about afterwards, we definitely can. Mm-hmm. But in that moment in, in that moment embodying your feelings, 99% of the time is not communicating them because then you get stuck up here in totally. your intellectual mind and not embodying it, right? But both are equally beautiful, yeah. right? Using them in harmony together. So that was just another example of the more that you practice this and feel safe to feel your feelings, the more you stop kind of overanalyzing and you just allow your body to do what it needs to do. Like the tears that were falling down your face, like it's hard to feel your feels because we've built this this armor and this mask of years upon years being tough and not having to, you know, we're being too much if we cry or we're judged or we don't have parents that know how to give us a safe place because they're in their trauma and their shit. So we're really crying generational patterns from years upon years of stuffing it down 100 percent and I think that the, that these are also
1: really good examples of the more you're able to be vulnerable with yourself, yes. the more that you know yourself. It's like you're. It's like I'd imagine you have this partner and you go through traumatic experiences together and you grow closer. You're doing the same thing with yourself. Yeah. you're knowing yourself a little deeper. You're understanding how you process things a little more. You're in a new experience with yourself, mm-hmm. and that's the aspect of growing individually. That's the aspect of being a solid kind of individual in your power. The more you know yourself, the more you're able to bring that much more of yourself to the relationship, whoever it may be with, to have a healthy codependency, but still be able to stand strong on your own. Mm. And I think that's what it's really all about, understanding yourself deeper, being willing to be vulnerable with yourself. Understanding that moving through certain things might mean having breakdowns and being vulnerable and that doesn't have to be a scary thing. Yeah. You can embrace that as a beautiful thing. It might be hard, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be scary.
0: Ooh, I love that. And I think the last piece that we want to talk about is vulnerability is hard for all of us. So how can we practice vulnerability? Because you've raised a really good point. There's called what's you know, there is what's called self-regulation where our nervous system kicks in, right? And then we try to intellectualize and fix it with yes. our brain. But then our body's like, can you just allow me to scream yes. or to journal or to let release it in any way that yes. feels good to you as long as it's in a healthy environment. You don't punch somebody up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you release it in a certain way. So there's self-regulations are ways to calm down your own nervous system, by yourself, and you can use. There's a lot of tools for that that we might not talk about all in this session, yeah. but you can look them up. Um, there's breathing techniques. There's grounding. I know Dwight uses a candle when mm-hmm. he becomes Hulk. Right? He, we call yeah. him the Hulk, or he calls it the devil. But it's the ego, <laughs> it's the emotion taking over you. He uses a candle, but we practice this prior. So you practice these self-regulation tools before as a way to, you know, just to kind of be present and cultivate that grounding energy. And then yeah. when you, when that energy does take over you and you're triggered, instead of reacting, like we talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. you're able to use this external thing as a tool to ground yourself. Yes. So then when you ground yourself, you're starting to calm your nervous system down and then you're able to be vulnerable because we see that yes. in kids and Dwight like he gets so angry that doesn't matter what I say nothing I can't say anything that'll fix it yeah. nothing I just trigger the shit out of him. yeah so he's taught me how to create a safe place and allow him these tools for him to mm-hmm. self-regulate and when he lets his guard down that's when I come in with the hug yes. right I don't shame him like mean, we had an incident last night that I won't discuss uh in in this podcast we'll save it for a future date but it's more or less like allowing your child or your partner or anyone right when their emotions take over you need to create healthy boundaries give them space yeah. tools whether that's a candle or music or maybe they need to go punch a punching bag that's what I did with Dwight when when we did the separation was yeah. at that point he had to punch a punching bag because he was so mad he didn't know what to do with himself yeah. right once they out. do that once they let the energy out right like you with the tears coming yeah. down your face then you were able to come in for the hug right but yeah. the the crying I think is the last step because we, we I don't know I won't say we mask the crying but some of us stay in our anger mm-hmm. right and it's because we we don't want to be vulnerable enough to take off that mask yes But making sure we're around people that make us feel safe, right, that's key. And that's so beautiful. That is really what this is about. It's
1: not like, hey, partner, can you take all of my shit on for me? It's just, can you create a safe space so that I can open up and deal with my own shit? That is healthy codependency. Not saying, can you take all of this on for me and can you fix it? just it's a matter of saying I'm struggling to be vulnerable with myself yeah can you create a safe space for me so that I can trust myself enough to open up a little further and then I'll be able to do the work so even this morning after I got that message and I allowed him to to be supportive and I just said wow I really appreciated that Mm. thank you Mm. And then as i was driving to work i was able to be so much more grounded Mm -hmm. i was literally i didn't want any music i didn't want any podcasts i just wanted to put the windows down and be present and observe the nature that i was passing and all of a sudden all this i was filled with gratitude and it didn't the things that i was stressed about are still there but this kind of allowance of being vulnerable this trust of my partner to know that if it is does get too heavy he can help me work through unpacking my own pack sack that doesn't mean taking the rocks in my bag and putting them in his Mm -hmm. that means he can be there to say i don't think you need that one what do you think and Mm. i can say you know what i don't need that one so that safety helps me to dive deeper within my own self and it's a reminder of that kind of anchor of the space of gratitude of not sweeping it under the rug and saying well these things aren't hard anymore but acknowledging they are hard but it's gonna be okay and i'm gonna get through it and Mm. everything is working out for me
0: i love that Mm. and that's where you explained um, the last piece of the puzzle is there's this self-regulation, but there's also what's called co-regulation mm-hmm. where you help each other in the yeah. relationship, regulate your nervous system. Like yeah. Nathan giving you that beautiful text, right? Mm-hmm. H- allowed you to co-regulate together. Yes. When me and Taylor are hugging, like there's this co-regulation that happens. A lot of times he, mm-hmm. you know, we hold each other's hands and we breathe, or I do that with Dwight. I was like, let's breathe together. Mm-hmm. So you can do this individually, which is beautiful, but then also do it as as a a partnership and Mm. this is where you you're able to lean on the person without being dependent on them and that's where the true magic lies that's it oh thank you thank you no problem i hope that this worked the video didn't work on our facebook but you know we'll, we'll end this it'll be great yeah you can listen to it on the podcast yeah and on that note Thank you for joining us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to just take off. (laughs) Brianna's like, no, we need to soften this a little bit. I'm just like, hey, peace out. Peace out, lovers. That was enough vulnerable. That was great. Thanks for listening. I was vulnerable. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt. (laughs) And I'm also nervous that this is not going to actually record. So this entire time that we are recording the podcast, I'm literally having this other voice in my head being like, do we stop? Because I don't know if this recording is going to work and we're going to waste our time. I know. But then also being present and being like, okay but we're good and I'm just gonna share this experience and let go like I'm telling you this podcast is Letting helping me go. grow I know, I know right <laughs> I love how you knew it. you're deep in your story too and I'm yeah. checking my phone being like oh my god we're not on Facebook is this even recording
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> oh my you gotta trust in the process you gotta trust and That uh,
1: another example of being vulnerable right I feel like it's really like even when I was telling my story I knew that voice in your head because you kept like looking at the screen and doing your eye squinty thing which means like you were really like panicking and i was like let go don't try and control her just let her do her thing and she'll figure it out and then even when you were telling your story i knew you were like kind of shifting eyes at the computer and then kind of like coming back into your story and then coming out and shift like squinting at the computer and going back into your story and i was like Just be present. Yeah, just allow it.
0: Thanks for allowing me to be me. Totally wanted to just press stop and redo this whole thing. That's C, being controlling and micromanaging. But you allowing yourself to stand in your power allowed me to continue to stand in my power. So thank you for that.
1: Really like energetically, I was like, If I just act like everything's fine, she'll know
0: everything is fine. (laughs) I could hear your voice literally being like, calm your tits. It's fine. And I'm like, but I don't know. We're going to do all this for nothing. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. All right. Whoa, 52
1: minutes. Look at us. I know, right? Just chatty Cathy's today. I know. Okay. Well.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank Have another you. amazing week. New episodes every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You can check us out. We've already had the website down in the link below. All the information's yeah. there if you want to join us on this beautiful journey. Because, yeah. you know, we're all here rising and perfectly together. And I think, like we were talking about last
1: week, it's really beautiful that we're able to be this vulnerable yeah. because the podcast really is a safe space. Oh, for yes. Us. Yes. So, thank you guys. Mm for the feedback and the comments mm-hmm. because it really does help us to kind of trust you guys
0: more. Ooh, love that. Okay. And on that note, create yourself a beautiful day.